Hello, everyone, and welcome to the React Native Show podcast, uh, which is brought to you by, by Callstack, a total software engineering consultancy. Today, we're discussing the state of React Native with our guests who created a state of React Native survey. Second time, uh, our guests are Bartłomiej Bukowski and Kasper Kapuśniak. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey there, I'm Bartek, and I'm the creator and the author of the idea behind the state of the React Native survey. On a daily basis, uh, I'm a software engineer at Software Mansion, and uh, I'm doing like for the two years already, like the client work, uh, user-facing apps. Before that, I was working for the Expo for almost four, four years, creating these amazing tools. We, I hope, will be talking about throughout this session. Hey, and hi, I'm Kacper Kapuszczak. I'm a React Native open source developer at Software Mansion. I help maintaining our libraries, um, React Native Reanimated, React Native Gesture Handler, and React Native Screens. I used to maintain also uh, React Navigation for a while. I just jump in where I'm needed uh, in the open source um, related stuff at Software Mansion. And thank, thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for creating the State of React Native survey, uh, Bartek. Uh, thanks, guys, for coming in. This uh, So we are recording this on Wednesday, and the survey mm -hmm. is going to be live in a few hours. Uh, I hope we'll be live with this episode a few hours after that. Let's see how that goes. Um, I want to briefly explain what I have in mind for the structure of this episode. So we have a survey that has... I don't know, like million, may, maybe 999,000 uh, questions. So let's <laughs> not talk about all of the questions and all of the answers. And I think that each answer has like five different ways of interpreting it. So let's focus on some things that you feel are interesting, uh, that you feel are maybe shocking sometimes. So our structure would be first. I want to have your opinion about like the bigger questions in React Native. What's the community is uh, uh, is going for? What are the biggest changes this year? Uh, what is the state of React Native as a whole? Let's say. Uh, then let's figure out some smaller topics that we will be discussing in detail. Then I want to talk about the React survey. Uh, as a product, let's say, as an initiative that uh, Bartek took and uh, created, and then maybe figure out some uh, future of React Native. How's that? How is that uh, going to work for you? Is that okay? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. Let's go for it. Okay. That. So let's jump with the biggest question of them all. So, what is the biggest trend? Uh, the observation maybe that you have about the community and our uh, React Native technology that you see uh, in the data from this year? Do you want to start? I can maybe start. Sure. sure. So besides the obvious parts, I've seen that for the whole data, most of the people just use the default part. So if the default part 
for a problem is good enough, people will use it. So for data fetching, people use fetch. For styling, yeah. most of the people use just style sheet. If the tool is good enough, the default tool is good enough, people will keep using the default. And they will look for alternatives when the default part is not good enough for them. That's what I've seen from the data. Yeah. My observation is that the point of interest is shifting year over year. Last year, uh, the opinions of the community were mostly targeting how React Native, whether it's stable or not, and what are the uh, uh, what are the problems with with the React Native technology being reliable or not. Uh, while this year, the mm, we have we like observed the shift towards some specific aspects like the navigation boom around mm -hmm. Expo Router or like the blooming styling uh, section where we observe like a numerous uh, new options. Uh, when uh, when we also look at the opinions this year, we don't see mm, the ones we were that, that were dominating last year. I mean, year over year, this technology evolves. Maintainers and the community takes care of another like parts of it, improves them, and that allows people to focus uh, on something different, on different so, topic. In and, a way, and, the last year survey and the opinions there and uh, community complaints actually influenced the React Native community. And I know you have an example of that, so I'm going to uh, let you say it. But I just want to congratulate you on such a good job last year so that this year we don't get the same complaints. We get new ones. But the old ones are uh, moving the community to the to the better place. Yeah, that is so true. To be honest, I or I guess we were never expecting such mm -hmm. a like success. Let's let, let's call it that way. Uh, I were never expecting this survey to be used as a source of material or like uh, the source of insight into the community by this biggest players in our like React Native world. Uh, let's say uh, both Meta and Expo are at the very moment like trying to improve the, let's say, second most uh, highlighted problem last year, which is debugging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And both these companies are preparing some new stuff for us to improve, to improve this part of the uh, like programming in React Native to make it better. So I were never ex expecting that. And the, the I, I remember the first time I saw like the screenshot of the survey on the AppJS conference that mm -hmm. Software Machine uh, Software Machine is organizing yearly in Krakow. Uh, I was amazed, and uh, yeah, it was so 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 rewarding for me. And since then, that screenshot or that concept of bringing up the complaint from the React Native uh, survey uh, was popping out in uh, other uh, talks on other conferences as well. So we're going to link some of those talks uh, down in the episode description because it's like, I feel this is really, it must be really rewarding for you uh, for your first year that already had that uh, that kind of influence. 
Yeah, this impact was so, so rewarding. And thanks to this survey, we met like awesome people. <laughs> I, were never ex I were never thinking about meeting people from Meta, Microsoft and other community members, uh, or especially I were never expected uh, myself to be joining such uh, like uh, podcast episodes. It's it's. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. Awesome. We are we're really glad to have you here. And we're really glad that we can record this uh, around the time that survey is going out so that people can read the survey and at the same time can uh, can just know your opinion about it, like uh, opinion opinions from creators. Okay, let's get into it. So I have the survey opened on my 4K monitor. It's huge. But <laughs> the, the survey, I mean, the survey is huge. Uh, and it's quite complicated. So uh, last year we 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 also did like walkthrough through the survey, but this year around, I want while while I have you here, I want you to navigate me through the survey so that we can maybe be more audible for our listening audience of what the survey consists of, how to read the survey. Uh, what are the important buttons and uh, quirks there that they might want to hear about? So I'm going to share my screen and let's start with, uh, okay, maybe last <laughs> one last thing that I want to say. We obviously prepped for this episode. We have a list of, yes, of things that we <laughs> want to say, because like I said, the survey is like million questions and two million answers. So we have like, I don't know, maybe seven or eight uh, things that we want to touch on. So I'm going to open up the survey now. Uh, let me share my screen. Uh, I'm going to share the Chrome tab here. Here it's it there. is. Yep. Uh, so again, like big shout out to, uh, to Software Mansion for putting this together a second time in a row. I, I love it. Uh, the If I... If I wanted to describe it, it looks a little bit like reanimated docs. For uh, a reason. Casper. For a reason. Yeah. I had my hands on it. And yeah, uh, yeah this is why. And yeah. uh, we figured in our prepping for this episode, we figured that maybe graphics and animations would be a good starting point to actually explain what's going on uh, in the survey itself. And right at the start, Right at the start, on the mm -hmm. first graph that you can see here, React Native Skia is at the top of the ranking for graphics and animations. What's going on here? But yeah, um, that was really striking for us because, you know, at Software Animation, we are doing React Native Reanimated and we've been dethroned <laughs> by this graph at the very first glance. And yeah. Um, I will start from the fact that the survey structure and the layout should be familiar to anyone who like re read the results last year because we are reusing the software here. And shout out to uh, the creators of the original platform, uh, the Devil Graphics team, uh, because they like created state of JS, state of CSS. They are like this year doing state of React and there we are uh, like gladly reused their software. They allowed us to do so. <laughs> uh, we asked for it. About this. <laughs> uh, but overall, we improved a little bit the survey. And speaking of this graph, uh, graphics and animations, and we've got this ranking. 
Mm, the first thing you see here, there's, there are these two tabs at the top, rankings and percentages. Uh, the ranking, uh, the rankings is the default one, and uh, this, it, it looks nice. Uh, it's very colorful, but the data is presented not in a proper way to some extent because you got like an item after the item with like the even uh, spaces between them. Uh, and the first default option that is like selected here is retention, retention metric. Uh, this all these metrics that we've got here retention interest usage and awareness are like described below how you should interpret them and what they actually mean and from my point of view it's best to start from the usage uh usage option usage metric at and here you see that react native reanimated boom is at the yes, top yes it's at the top like we would expect <laughs> yeah and where is this react native skia oh i see it as a, like a on the fourth place, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what is a little bit misleading misleading here is that the these are like aligned evenly, uh, so you don't see the actual gap between the places, the individual places. And here you can switch to percentage percentages uh, tab, and yet again select the usage metric at the bottom. And now you see. Now, now you see the differences. Uh, I think that that's the best way to interpret this da data, this data uh, as is, and what are the actual differences. You can also also select the interest, the awareness, but uh, in my opinion, both usage and retention are the most interesting ones because they mm -hmm. actually describe the popularity and uh, in actual word of the specific technology. So yeah, in simple terms. The retention is the people have used it and liked using it and kept using it again. So last year they've used Skia and they've used it again this year and they like it and they keep using it. But the usage is how the people are literally having in their app. That's in the simple terms. Mm -hmm. So I would compare it to hype versus reality. That would be the metric B. So the usage okay. would be more the reality, how much people are using the following technology. Okay, so in your words, the reality, and not in your words, but uh, uh, what I can read we, from we this survey about graphics, here, you know? <laughs> graphics yeah. and animations is that the reality is that React Native Reanimated is the king of animations. The second place uh, well, is, we believe the, so. <laughs> is the animated API. And this uh, ties nicely to what you said in the beginning. Yeah where we discussed uh, if the default is good enough, people will yeah. use default. And yep. animated API default is good enough for many people, yes, I would exactly. say. And then the next logical step is to use reanimated. Exactly. React Native Skia is on distant fourth, fourth place with 26% of usage. But it's very new technology and it's rising rapidly. And it's like filling the gaps that reanimated can't do. It's doing stuff on the Skia canvas that's the reanimated with its native nature cannot achieve. So mm -hmm. it's not like it's competing reanimated and Skia. It's um, used sometimes together or even always used together. There is an integration between these two. Yeah, so and also like I can imagine that in the next years, Skia might be 
included in graphics and animations, but maybe included in other parts of the survey as well, because it's not only used for graphics and animation. Like you said, it uses canvas under the hood and it allows us to use React Native on other platforms where we cannot use just regular React Native. So maybe the platform would be React Native Skia someday. We'll see how it goes. Uh, And I will take this moment to encourage you all listening to this podcast Every year, before the survey questions are like published, uh, we ask community to join us, join forces with us and shape the new set of uh, questions uh, to prepare the next version better than the previous one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was involved in the discussion. I remember you pinged me on Discord uh, in December and ask me for my feedback. When I got to it three days later, it was already a huge discussion on, on GitHub where people were were actually contributing um, quite a lot to the structure, to the questions, to uh, particular libraries, should they be in the, in the survey or not. And, and that was really great that this is a community effort led by you, of course. Yeah, and uh, speaking of new libraries, <laughs> Okay, can, that's a nice segue. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, we can jump over to styling section. I believe that's the mm, that's the section that grew the most this year. Yeah, in terms of the amount of options here, and I understand people being very sad about the fact that they need to like answer each of this question regarding each of the technology here. But thanks to that, we've got this ni- nice graph here. Uh, in so front maybe. Of us. Maybe let me explain what I did. So I clicked the the menu button of styling, and now we are in the page for uh, styling ranking. Do you want me to select any maybe usage card or retention card or interest card? A bigger choice. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with usage, and then you can see uh, two. Uh, two columns here. We have columns for last year, 2022, with one, two, three, four, with seven libraries. And then the column for this year, for 2023, is like twice as much. So probably 14 libraries. Yeah, something like that. Or precisely. (laughs) Yeah, uh, this section doubled for sure. Uh, and this just shows us how many different options we have for styling at the moment. I think that, or I observe, uh, that it's very hot topic at the moment or throughout the last year uh, in the community and new ideas are like emerging and new ideas are pushed forward, uh, getting a little bit more of attention. Uh, but what we can see by this usage uh, metric is the fact that We've got this, like, uh, Ukash, can you select the usage again? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, thank you. Uh, what we can see that the defaults are still there. Style yeah. sheet API, the king is there. Long live the king. And then we go to, with the inline styling. There is not much different between these those two. Styled components are with us for as long as I've been doing React. So, like a lot of years. And then we've got a massive drop in terms of actual usage because we are dropping from 60% and and, and 80% to 20% or around 20% and less and less and less. 
But what we can see that both native wind and Tamagui that we were also tracking last year are gaining, are gaining in this field. Um, I've had a chance to talk uh, with the authors of these libraries and yeah, uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed for them. So like you said, what I can see on this is that the StyleSheet API is the king because it's the default and it's good enough. Uh, but the StyleSheet API actually dropped a few percent uh, and inline styling actually increased in a few percent. Mm. And I'm I'm remembering some like Twitter discussions about this when people are actually going towards inline styling more. Uh, recently than actually using the style sheet itself. For the other libraries, I can see a lot of web influence, of universal app influence. Like people are coming from the web or they want to have their as much code shared as possible and they want to use like Tailwind. They want to use some some other like React Native Unistyles or, or those like technologies that would allow them to to combine their um their code bases i think my take is sometimes it's not about the code base but sometimes about the knowledge so people have already learned something and they want to reuse that knowledge to build something on a different platform mm -hmm. uh, from the developer background or about you i think from the developer background we know that many react native developers come from the react world or from the front-end world. So if they learn something on the web, for example, Tailwind is very popular on the web right now, they want to use yeah. the same knowledge they already have to build native apps. So if they know already, um, well, Stylesheet is like CSS. So they know CSS, they will use CSS. They know Tailwind, they will use native Wind because it's the same syntax. They don't have to yeah. learn new things to build stuff. So maybe let's go into the developer background. What do you think? Sure. Please do. Uh, I so... had my notes about this and my notes about developer backgrounds is that open source contributions. Yeah. Huge spike. And one third yes, of the people. Like, yeah. And my thinking about this is, do you think this, this is going to be a hard question. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think your audience, uh, your promotion for the survey might influence, like definitely does influence who is taking the survey. And for me, for to see like third of people that are taking the survey also contribute to React Native libraries, this is huge. This number, like every third person in, in the audience of uh, React Native survey, state of React Native, uh, is contributing to open source. What do you think about that? Do you want to take it or should I? Casper, go on because you are like the open source. Yeah, I'm doing open source. That's true. So my take is that yes, this survey is definitely biased somehow, somehow, because well, two thousand people—that's not that many people for a survey. Mm -hmm. Some of the surveys that State of JS have, I don't know, 40,000 of answers. And the way we market the survey, we do it on Twitter, we do it on uh, Discord or Slack. We reach to people that are 
that know us, that know software mention, but also reach to other companies that do open source, reach to Colstack, Infidred, or other partners in the React Native ecosystem. So obviously that's a bit biased towards um, more of um, experts, I would say, the people that are really interested in the React Native world. If someone mm -hmm. just has a tiny app, probably would have never heard about State of React Native. And we'd like to change that in the future to market better, to reach more people. So uh, the one third, yeah, that's, that's not possible, right? It, it doesn't yeah, seem right. Yeah, it's uh, that, I wish that that is the truth for yeah. the whole React Native community. <laughs> we sure hope that's true, but we know that's not true. We are like, I'm really... I'm really grateful to be in the community that actually improves the ecosystem. But yeah. let me tell you, like even at Callstack, fr from our developers, I'm not sure if at Callstack we have one third of our developers that contributed to, to open source last year. So even if our whole company would uh, did do the survey, probably the, the result would be the same around this, maybe one third. Yeah, something like that is with Sutter mentioned as well. Yeah. And then there is another point. So contributing to open source is not hard and we encourage everyone to do that. And like, really, there are some libraries there that you can easily put a PR up and uh, have your feature merged. Contribution to React Native Core is another animal. It's, uh, it's more difficult and even even though it is, uh, 8% of respondents here are contributing to React Native Core. So I'm just going to uh, put it out there that we have some great people that are taking the survey and are contributing to React Native Core. But um, I would say that it's not also about the always all about the PRs. You can contribute in many other ways. You can triage issues. You can submit uh, reproductions. So it's not always about the code, but it can help in other ways to contribute to open source libraries and to React Native as well. They can help people from Metar, yeah, to do this. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Thanks. Uh, so from the developer background, where should we switch to? Maybe to UI component libraries. Maybe yeah, yeah, that ties nicely because. Uh, yeah. You are doing some, uh, no, sorry, the reanimated is not component library, but. No. Uh, but it powers the, some uh, of them. <laughs> it powers some of the component libraries. It could. At Callstack, we do React Native paper, and I want to start from that. The usage, uh, React Native paper is still on the top <laughs> with usage, but we are uh, chased by React Native elements and native based base. Yeah, so because I think that's my point. Uh, I think because you do React Native Paper for so many years and uh, you've been here for a long time and put so much, uh, well, time and effort for this, it began the default for React Native as the default uh, component library. Maybe, I don't know. But it used to be for a long time that you've developed it and it has, it's been stable. So people think it's the first choice. So it's probably well, it's also, yeah. I think it's also about the material UI, right? From yeah, Google. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. on Google platform, material UI is everywhere. Uh, there are a few different like web libraries that uh, mm -hmm. 
are helping React developers to employ this design language in their web apps. And React Native Paper is obvious choice for people mm -hmm. that want to have material design, material UI in their uh, native apps. And also, I know uh, Wukash, who is maintaining this library, they had a oh, like revamp of the library last year when they employed mm -hmm. uh, Material UI 3 in there. So yeah, this is uh, very well maintained, I would say. And this is a default for people that want Material UI. Uh, material UI and that wants some like easy to use uh, components library. There's a problem one with uh, UI component libraries. I would call it uh, bootstrafication of the web or the mobile world because on the influx of the most popular libraries for UI components, uh, the whole web world for a, for a short period of time looked the same. Everybody <laughs> used bootstrap. And then when uh, Material UI came, uh, the MUI library on the web, everyone has using uh, the Material UI. So people sometimes get fed up with the, mm -hmm. the library. So they, they look at every single uh, web page or mobile app looked the same. So they look for alternatives. So it's uh, yeah. here, it's not always about the default, but about the looks as well. So if your component library looked the best, uh, that's that's a reason maybe to choose a, a different one. Yeah, it's also like uh, I really like how how you said it that people who want component library and want material UI uh, the default is React Native Paper. Yeah, and combining that with the audience of the survey that are like let's say expert developers from those bigger companies that you have in your like. Uh, uh, on your Twitter or something. How about people who work on their smaller project in smaller companies they, that don't use uh, the component library at all? They have to build their own, but that's a lot of work. <laughs> build their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, probably if I were them, I would choose the one that I'm most familiar with uh, by the terms of syntax. So if you know Radix, maybe Tamagui part of the UI component libraries may be uh, the best for you. But if you have a small app and don't use a UI component library, uh, you're wasting a lot of time to create the same components over and over that were developed by other people already for you to use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, any notable shout outs here in the in the retention or ranking on on or interest that you want to point out? If I may like bring your attention to the chart just below the ranking, if you can scroll down a little bit, okay. you will see the sentiment split uh, chart. It, it's another source of truth or maybe kind of representation of how specific library is uh, like opinionated by the people, whether they like it or not. And here, Yet again, React Native Paper is holding strong ground because uh, uh, the most people would use it again. Uh, here is nicely like illustrated. Uh, what is striking Tamagui that does not have this much usage? Uh, what we remember from the first mm -hmm. from the first chart here is like 
it's gained a lot of attention, a lot of awareness, and and this negative sentiment is not this big. Uh, I'm a little bit surprised by the nat- na- native base uh, getting this much negative sentiment split. By negative mm-hmm. the sentiment split, I mean uh, what this chart is presenting, which means would not use again or not interested at all. But possibly it's tightly connected with the first of all the technology, native base, native with etc., and the way it looks. For the native base, it's I've heard some rumors. I don't have ex- myself experience with it, but I've heard some rumors that it might impact performance and that mm-hmm. it's, you, you may have to like be wary about performance there. So that's that's only only thing that I could uh, add here in terms of negative sentiment. But isn't native base and Glustack UI made by the same people? I think uh, they've killed native base, like they abandoned it, uh, not maintaining it anymore uh, or maintaining it in a tiny way, but they've made Glustack UI like the the second version of native base. I think that's the that's the current state of it. So the Glustack UI and native base is by the same people. So uh, they could yeah. have G- made Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. So they've could it just made native base version I don't know four without using a different name because that's kind of hard for them to market a new tool that does the same thing. I don't know. I don't know why they choose to do this. Well, like, like I said, uh, I don't. I have nothing bad to say about native yeah, yeah, base because yeah. I haven't used it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry for even bringing that up. But <laughs> it's clear that uh, two thousand respondents like uh, mm-hmm. have something bad to say about that library. Um, I think we are about thirty minutes in. I'm not sure how much more we have on our list of interesting topics to to touch on. Let's do maybe two more, uh, mm-hmm. and then we will jump into the next section. So okay. from our list of topics, pick the next one. I would like to suggest the only new section that was introduced in this survey, debugging and profiling. Let's it's, go there. Yeah. This section is like an offspring of the last year discussion. And the second to most pain point highlighted in the survey. Uh, and it's a little bit uh, of collaboration between us and, and Meta. And they asked uh, more or less uh, about creating more like sophisticated questions and so that, that would cover this topic better. Mm-hmm. And uh, so therefore, uh, this is like the initial version of this section this year. We will see how it goes next year's. Uh, but we are trying to figure out what people care about in terms of like debugging and profiling and what are the missing pieces here. Not, uh, and not like in general words, we are missing or we are lacking debugging because uh, state the obvious, but we want some like precise answers. What are the things that are missing? For, for example, we were comparing uh, React Native with the web platform when we were asking about the uh, Chrome DevTools panels or, or features. And that's, I believe, the third chart or so. Uh, um, sorry. The... Here, that, that right. Uh, JavaScript uh, debugging features? Uh, a little bit. Uh, JavaScript debugging features, Chrome DevTools. Mm-hmm. That's the chart that presents what people care about in terms of uh, DevTools available on web platform. 
what they pay attention to. And this question was constructed in a way uh, where, where we were asking both about React Native and Web. What kind of dev tools they are using mm -hmm. in both worlds? And here we clearly see that yet again, console logs are the king. <laughs> <laughs> if default, if default is good enough, people yes, will just exactly. use default. And console log is like good enough for uh, for uh, for early uh, debugging, right? For just writing here, I'm here, uh, something like that. Yeah, That's console great. logs are awesome until you are using some third-party library for some very crucial part of your application, for example, data fetching, and then you are completely stuck because mm -hmm. console logs are not showing what is going on there. And here we've got this network panel that I'm really, really, really curious about. Uh, Expo already did awesome work delivering a web experience to their ecosystem, but I'm awaiting more. <laughs> uh, I personally had like a stability problems with that, uh, but I hope so that the next SDK version. So yeah, if I if I can uh, do a small digression in the SDK 50 that they released uh, like two weeks ago or something like yeah. that, uh, they introduced the plugins for debugger where you can <laughs> write your own addition for different libraries where you can add your own plugins for the debugger. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yet again, I will speak from my experience at the project that I'm involved in uh, uh, right now at the moment in, in software mention, I really miss the opportunity to like, uh, like observe and see what's stored, uh, what all, what is all the data that is stored on the, in the async storage, uh, for example. And I did my research and I realized that last week they created a plugin for that. Mm. And now I can just plug in this plugin and like, go through all my keys, all the data, change it, and see how my app reacts to that. That's awesome. And yeah. uh, I, I, I never realized that I'm, I, I, I'm missing that feature. <laughs> but well, it, it a... used to be there uh, for Redux and Mobex, right? F for years now. I think Redux was even created with the thought in mind that it should allow time travel. So you mm -hmm. should be able to like plug in some, uh, dispatch some actions, like change some something in your store on the fly, and then your app would react to that. And here we are, I don't know, like seven years later, where we can do that for all of the libraries that's, that we use. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, and yeah, we, we already also discussed the developer uh, debugging experience at the beginning where you said, uh, Bartek, that this was the biggest uh, surprise for you, that uh, people were complaining about this. And then people at various positions at various companies listened to the feedback. And here we have all of those like new tools um, on that list. Let's see how they how they do in the next year. Yeah, and speaking about the feedback, I think the opinion section is the, <laughs> the must- Another great segue, let's do that. Yeah, because as, as we are speaking about the opinions and that these top three charts are showing the overall React Native is moving into the right direction chart is clearly showing us that the uh, community agree with that a little bit more than the last year. Uh, 
the complexity of React Native is dropping a little bit year by year, but it is dropping, mm-hmm. which is good. I think that Expo like contributed towards it a lot. Uh, about the changing, I don't know whether this chart needs any comment. It's just like a regular Gaussian, Gaussian chart or something. Yeah. And next we got the most like Pain spicy, points. or I, I would say hot uh, things about this survey. Pain points just below missing features and the last one advantages. But pain points are the most, let's say. Interesting. Yeah, say. for me, for sure. And what we get here, debugging. So the debugging still is, like still, is still a pain point. Before we start analyzing this uh, data more in the uh, like in depth, uh, last year the first during the first uh, edition, we for each of these questions um, created like a free form option. People were typing in the answers. Yeah, because we were never like we we never created like a list of problems that we wanted to ask people about, and last year. Once we like gathered all this input and data from the community, we get the data. So we we got the data, so we could create a predefined list. And we this year there was like a multi-select option to check what are the most pain points you are experiencing doing React Native programming, and uh, like the amount of answers hi- clearly highlights the difference between these ways of uh, like gathering the data. Last year, the most top answer was gather like 80 okay. up to 90 things. And here answer and here we've got like 800. 800. Yeah, most it's easier easy. to click the option than write it down. Exactly. This year still so, the most is the debugging. Uh, the companies are taking care of the debugging as we, as we speak. So Expo is uh, building their own solution. Uh, Meta is also improving the debugging. They have a whole team working on the debugging. Uh, Software Engine, we also have a new tool that's coming probably this year. Uh, so yeah, the debugging probably will be taken care of till the next year, I sure hope. But the unmaintained packages, the unmaintained packages, it's still a pain point. Yeah, sure, and what like do you think about my... that? I'd like to make a huge shout out to every like package maintainer for their hard work because uh, everybody needs to understand that creating a React Native package, especially that would write some native API uh, code or, or feature is a lot of work. It's like dealing with three up to five languages simultaneously. Next, uh, publishing this package, dealing with the community by handling the PRs, issues, responding to all of that, and lastly, describing this package nicely via some, There's some cleverly marketing. constructed documentation. And don't forget about the old architecture and new architecture thing that oh, we have now. Yeah, yet so another double the work again. So yet another puzzle. Uh, yeah. So huge shout out to everybody doing that. And I'm not like surprised by the fact that we've got. The amount of unmaintained packages, I would say, is growing a little bit throughout yeah, the last too. year. Um, and I'm afraid about a couple of them that I am using because <laughs> I would like, for example, React Native Maps, I would like this package to flourish again, to bloom <laughs> again. Uh, there is some work going on there, but 
I believe there could be. Without the proper company support for such initiatives, it's very hard to do it. Doing yeah, this. React Native oh. Maps was like maintained by Airbnb at some point. Yeah. Uh, yep. And it had company support. Uh, yep. I'm not sure who maintains React Native Map right now, but I have my small contribution to that to that <laughs> library. I actually uh, this is my this is my contribution to React Native Open Source. <laughs> I I put up a PR to that library a few years ago. Um, this also like ties nicely with the reliance of on third party modules, right? So mm -hmm. we need to rely on third party modules, and then we have. Uh, this universe of packages where you have to take into account the quality of the package, the features of the package, and then the status, the status of its, uh, is it alive or not? Is it maintained or not? So I wrote for Expo modules to make it a bit easier to make uh, native components, like the third party modules, the dealing with native code as well is a pain point here. So with Expo modules, you build it a bit simpler, but it's not yet very popular a way to build a package. So maybe yeah. that will help. I sure hope. Sure. Uh, okay, guys. I think I want to do, touch uh, one last point from the uh, detailed discussion about uh, React Native, uh, the state of React Native survey. And this is, let me look at my notes, resources. Oh yeah, definitely resources. So yep. what I want to shout out here is that uh, our community is like really strong. And I actually, I do this podcast. I am, I, I am really glad that I can do this podcast. Thank you, Colstack. But I also listen to uh, React Native Radio from Infinite Red a lot, like <laughs> almost every week. Uh, I'm really glad that Expo does uh, like live stream today on Wednesday, 31st about the, their new SDK. I'm going to watch that definitely. And I just want to like shout out everyone that voted for our blogs, for our podcast, but that's also like voted for everyone else uh, included in that list. Uh, because like... Yeah, this is where we get our information from as well. It's not like I read all of the things. I listen to Jamon on React Native Radio, and then I'm just up to speed on what's going on in React Native World. Um, I, yeah, I watch uh, William videos, and then I'm maybe not up to speed of what's going on in Skia in Reanimated, but at least I'm uh, in awe of what you can do in React Native, right? So... Please, everyone who reads this survey, go to resources. And if you are not following any of those people, some of those people, if you are not reading some of the blogs, please do. And yes, I want to say again, we are really grateful that uh, I think our blog, our blog got um, much more uh, votes than last year. Thank you so much. Thank you for reading this. And yeah, so. That was it from the like walkthrough of the of the survey itself, and then let's uh, let's talk for another five or ten minutes about like the process of even building the survey. So I already said that uh, like two months ago you reach out to me uh, if I can give you some feedback about the survey. Like I said, I waited a few days, and then all of my 
all of the things that I wanted to say were already uh, like pointed out in the in the GitHub uh, discussion. So next year, if you're listening, you can contribute to React Native Survey. Sorry, I I still say it the React Native Survey. This is the state of React Native Survey. I'm I'm really sorry about that. So what do you maybe uh, want to tell us about the origins of this? How do you uh, start it, this project? Okay, I will try to make it short. Uh, the origins, right. Around two years ago, when I shifted from, shifted from working at Expo on DevTools and packages uh, towards client-side projects, and I got my first project, I've dived in, I've looked it through, and I realized that I there are some choices, technological choices there in there already so like chosen, but I wanted to like examine them and see whether these are good or not. And then I so I started googling. I started reading a lot of like uh, text on the internet. Uh, I, I talked with people and realized that the knowledge that could help me make a better decision is there, but it's not like in a single place. It's spread all over. Uh, and during that time, I, I was also taking part or like filling in the state of JS survey. And I realized, okay, why don't we create the similar survey, but for the React Native ecosystem? There is so much to ask about and the concept from JS are not always like easily translated into the React Native world. So taking like some knowledge from state of JS, that is good. Please do that. But yet React Native is a little bit more specific. So maybe there is some better things, better knowledge uh, or more accurate options uh, available, but I'm not aware of them. So th that, that was the original idea. Let's create it. So I reach out to Dev Graphics. Uh, we ask about using the, their software they agreed on. Uh, so I created a team at Software Mansion. We created the first iteration of questions that were lacking last year. This year, it's far, far more accurate. Uh, I, I believe you, you were talking last year during the similar podcast where you were yeah. going through the first uh, edition and you mentioned that, oh, obviously that section is missing this tool and it's so obvious why <laughs> they didn't include it here. And we've listened. <laughs> and we've listened, listened and, to all the feedback. Well, we've got it here. This is, this is also on my list of questions. So I want to, per first of all, like congratulate you on the second year and on the like much better quality of the, of the data. I, I'm not talking about the questions. I'm talking about the answers. I'm talking about the pool of people that took the survey. So last year, uh, I saw some bias. This year, like we already discussed, there is some bias as well, but you tried and I think you succeeded in like uh, minimalizing the impact of the, of the, like the section of the public that you include in the survey. So... Yeah, for keep, the first year. Keep going first, on with this, yeah. For the first edition, uh, State of React Native was complete unknown to people. So only the most like eager or most active community members dived in, did their job, filled in the survey, we get the data. This year, we already have something that the State of React Native is a thing. People care about it. 
and we know that. And so it's nicely like it's organically growing. And thanks to that, we get another new like that the amount of responses grew by 500 or so this year. Yeah, something like that. Uh, our partner, Sebastian Lorber from This Week in React also announced it uh, via his, I believe, the most popular React and React native related newsletter. So we are growing organically. We are also like trying to advertise it as much as possible just to limit this, like limit all the biases that could like appear mm -hmm. in it. Well, and I, I guess at the end of the day, uh, all of the marketing that you can do, like that we can do from this podcast that Sebastian can do is targeted at our bubble anyway. Like yeah. it's targeted at people that wants to read about React, React Native News, wants to listen about it. Uh, it's It would be really hard to get to uh, those developers who just use React Native as a tool, but are not passionate about it, don't want to learn more mm -hmm. about it, that just they, they just use it as a, as a tool. Yeah. Yeah. Filling the survey is a huge investment and thank you everybody who did it again and will do it next year. I'm thank you. I'm thank you from the, from the mountain. It's <laughs> awesome and I'm really grateful for you all that you did it and uh, I'm awaiting your support next year too <laughs> awesome that's that's such a good uh that's such a good vibe to 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 leave this podcast on so yeah let's let's wrap it up here thank you so much guys um the conclusion so let's let's quickly wrap what we discussed uh, in this episode so i'm here with Katsper and bartek from software mansion they are involved in the state of react native survey the state of react native survey happens every year let's hope uh for the eternity um and the results will be published right before this episode drops so if you're listening to this episode you already have the results uh guys do you know the the link that people can Type oh, to just get to navigate the to the stateofreactnative.com and the big button will be there. Show me the results. Okay, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Like we're gonna we're gonna link the results in the episode description as well. Uh, so we explained how to read the survey. What are the different options that you can click to to get through retention to interest through through usage stuff like that. And then we touched on some subjectively interest, uh, interesting ideas for us from this survey. That's all. That was the episode. Uh, thank you, everyone. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, hope we can do that again next year or maybe sooner. I don't know. Uh, thank everyone for listening and for watching us. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to all of the amazing resources that I pointed out in the last section. Uh, and yeah, see you around. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh See you again. See ya.